Welcome to 2024. It's a presidential election year. So, good Lord, we're all doomed. Let's just get back to Rad Radio. Uh, we got this email, rad at radradio.com, from Will. Hey, Will. Yesterday for Valentine's Day, our bumper music, which is what's playing right now, the, the songs that we play when we come back from commercial breaks, they were all themed around Valentine's Day, and I had announced that if somebody could figure out the theme, it was a one-word answer, and they were the first to email in, they would win $0. I would actually send them a check <laughs> for $0. We actually had kind of a two-winner thing because of the way things worked out. Uh, both Chris and Matt uh, knew that the word was love. So Will wrote in, although he's got one thing uh, very wrong, he says, congrats to the winner, uh, winners of the coveted prize of a blank check from Williams Broadcasting. No, not blank. A blank check, they would fill in the amount. Oh, yeah. I actually hand wrote zero. This has no value on a computerized check. That's great. Will goes on to say, I wish I had faster and not fatter thumbs so that my email would have been sent quicker. Alas, I am once again a failure. Had I indeed been fortunate enough to have won such a priceless reward, I would have listed it on eBay and turned myself quite a tidy profit. <laughs> ah, what might have been. Oh, man, that's great. Uh, if you were watching Rad TV during the uh, break on members.radradio.com, uh, one of our 85 Heidi's wrote in uh, because uh, Brando had another video from uh, Brando Manor with uh, Walter the Hound and Sadie the Bernadoodle. Yep. Uh, and uh, Heidi says, OMG, Brando, that video of Sadie playing with Walter's foot was fabulous. Yes, it is. And yesterday, we finally got the moment where they both laid in the bed together. Like oh, at the dog yes. bed, they shared it, and they were super <laughs> happy. I mean, Walter was dealing with it, yeah, but yeah. Sadie was hey, super happy. About that's it. a big step forward from a couple, few weeks ago. Uh, we got some entertainment news. curtain and lights, it's time for entertainment news. We uh, told you that this was coming. We had most of this story already, uh, but uh, Marvel has announced, yes, yes, more superhero movies. Uh, the cast for its much-anticipated, that's a lie. Who wrote this? Uh, is this the Hollywood Reporter? Uh, reboot of Fantastic Four. We don't need another one. No. <laughs> the characters were previously brought to the screen in 05 and 07 by Chris, with, starring Chris Evans and Jessica Alba. Then there was a version in 2015 with Michael B. Jordan, which was a critical and commercial disaster. So, on the heels of that, let's bring them back. Yay! Uh, it'll be a, about the quartet of superheroes with different powers. It'll come out on July 25th of next year. As we already told you, Pedro Pascal of The Last of Us will play Reed Richards, a.k.a. Mr. Fantastic. He's yeah. the big draw. He must owe somebody something. Because, I mean, he's the only thing that, that would make me even be curious about. Mm -hmm. the, I mean, he's a good get yeah. because of who he is, you know? I, Not well, enough for you? Yeah. What's, what's the rest of the cast? Do we know? Yeah. Yeah, we, we we do. Okay. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those yeah. comics no one really cared about. Like, you don't hear about the Fantastic Four at all compared to Spider-Man, Batman, Superman. It just seems like it's it's less valued. I don't know why Pedro Pascal would even try to jump on this. He's already the Mandalorian. You're on Probably top, the, dude. the $20 million he's going to make. Okay, yeah. okay. He's got um, yeah. money. Uh, the, uh, the, the, this goes back to the 80s. I mean, the Fantastic Four, were, they were for dorks. That you made fun of, of the Fantastic Four. I don't know if that's still the case. I mean, obviously, in 05 and 07, people went to see their movies. I don't know if this is offensive, because there's a lot that goes into this. But I almost feel like for these guys, like, you know, Pedro Pascal or whoever, you know, these big names that do it, it's like easy money. It's not only a lot of money, but maybe it's just like easy money, too. They know for sure they're, they're going to be getting this great paycheck, and it's not as hard as maybe other roles that they do. I don't know if any of that's true. Yeah. I, mean, I, 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 like, I mean, I know that Hugh Jackman has talked extensively about how Wolverine is the hardest role he's ever had. 
because it was yeah. so physically grueling. Oh, I didn't know if that all that stuff was like. What, like computerized or whatnot, you know oh. they're not really doing CGI. All of it. Those yeah, yeah, abs and pecs were yeah. real. Yeah, <laughs> see, see, I mean, there was a very innocent demonstration of what we we're just talking about. Oh, that, yeah, you know, that could be CGI. No, it's real people and acting. But they, and... Well, when they show different green screens, I just didn't know how much of that was all of that. I'm not claiming. No, any I know, of I know, but I'm it, just but saying, like, this is what's happening. If that's how this is done. You could see someone going, oh, easy day, and you're going to give me 20 mil? Cool. Well, since that's not how it's done, <laughs> maybe we go back to Pedro Pascal's like, hey, superhero movies are the biggest thing ever. They're going to give me 20 million. I'm going to be the star. I, I, yeah. I always yeah. I always question the why would he take that role thing when we haven't even seen the movie yet. It's easy for us to judge because it's failed two times already, but maybe Pedro Pascal has seen who the people are, are involved with it, who wrote it. Maybe he saw the script and said, well, this is actually going to be pretty great. So he's putting his well, only because I'm fact man, I have to push back on it. it. Hasn't failed two times. The 05 and 07 versions were extraordinarily successful. Oh. Made 700 million dollars. It was that 2015 <laughs> thing with Michael B. Jordan that was a bomb. But then we have our own predisposed dispositions where we're we're all like Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah. They're dumb. Okay, so they're not looking at it like that. They're like they're looking at the numbers. This was a success. There might be some people that think it was stupid. But they're like, oh, this was successful. Of course I'll do it. I'll be a part of this franchise. I don't know that either. You know? I don't know that that's how they're looking oh, at no, it either. I don't mean either. I'm just, you know. Well, you said, oh, so they're looking at it that we're, way. We're so, yeah, I'm just words I honestly don't care. We're just having the conversation and all these silly movies, whatever. But what you said was that I had to <laughs> I did, and Oh, so I know they're it's your thinking, job. and I don't know yeah, that yeah, they, yeah. they might be. Right. They may be they're, thinking yes. exactly Thank what you, you said. you, word man. You're welcome. <laughs> word man. Coming to theaters this summer. I think that this whole reboot thing just grates my groin so much because I'm just tired of it. I mm -hmm. want them to make new movies that will be rebooted like 30 years from now. Uh, Michael just wrote in and said the reason this is a big deal for dorks is because the Fantastic Four was the first family of Marvel. They were the beginning, created in the 60s. No adaptation has been good, so to finally bring them into the MCU, Marvel Comic Universe, is a huge deal. So they were, they were, they were the first conglomerate in the Marvel Universe back in the 60s where they teamed up. Like, you had the Justice League of America and, and the DC World and the Super Friends. But Fantastic Four was the first, oh, we're all going to band together. Mm. Does anyone know if, what's his name again, Pascal? Does anyone know if he's, like, one of those folks that they were just talking about that reads all those cartoons? Like, oh, my God, not cartoons. <sighs> no, they did not They did not release any biographical information on Pedro's you know, comic book the reading. they'll interviews and be like, oh, when I was a kid, and I'm so glad that we're redoing this, and I get to be a part of it. Blah. Important question: Who's playing the chick in the Fantastic Four? I don't know what her superpower abilities are, but I remember last time, like the 2007 movie, it was a hot chick. So uh, back to who else is in it? Because there are actually now there's two stars in here, Brando, that I know both you and I are fans of. We've okay. already mentioned uh, Pedro Pascal. Uh, there's also a Vanessa Kirby, who most recently played opposite of Joaquin Phoenix in Napoleon, who's going to play. Uh, Reed Richards' girlfriend, Sue Storm, which is Invisible Woman. That's her powers. Uh, then there is the other one for, for Brandon and me, Ebon Moss Backrack. You know oh, him by yeah. name? Yeah, he's the uh, he's the guy and uh, he's the cousin in The Bear. Richie. Yes. Oh, he's going to play he's the great. he's going to play the thing. Cool. That is so he's going to be on the big rock thing. Yeah, so oh, he'll be CGI'd, right. but wow. his character is his acting abilities would be great for that character. What's his thing? He's What's super strong. Oh, yeah, okay. He's like the Hulk, but, but he's a rock. A rock. Yeah. <laughs> Does he throw his rocks? No, he just know. is a rock. Yeah, he just jumps and smashes <laughs> <Okay>. things. <laughs>
Uh, and then um, uh, Joseph Quinn, who broke out after appearing as Eddie in Stranger Things. He will be a Johnny Storm, a.k.a. the Human Torch in the Fantastic Four movie. Well, you guys might like it. It comes out in 2025. Yeah, I think with this cast, it might be good. I- I'm willing to watch it. Um, Taylor just wrote in and said, okay, I, as a dork, take offense to being accused of liking the Fantastic Four. Even oh. I don't like them. Oh, no. Fair enough. Thank you for checking in. Uh, next up in the entertainment pile, we got this email from... Uh, Candace. Hey, Candace. Says, uh, hey, Rob, I know you talked about the Beyonce new music commercial during the Super Bowl, but have you commented on the songs that she has released? I was wondering what you thought of them as a fan and with those magical radio ears of yours that always seem to pick hits. Is she going to pull a reverse Taylor Swift and top the country charts now? So a lot of people didn't dive into it or weren't aware that, yes, uh, so Beyonce is putting out a country album now. She released about next month. uh, She released two of them. And I've heard them both. Uh, as a Beyonce fan, I always kind of have to step back uh, as a, from my objectivity. What she's alluding to there is that I, I have a pretty strong track record of hearing music and right away being able to tell you if that's going to be a hit. And I did pro- pro- program country music for about five years uh, and had a long string of, of being able to do it with country. And, and, and I've done it more with, with Top 40 and rock. Um, we were one of the, in Reno at Rock 104.5, we were like the third station in the country to play Matchbox 20, which came, went on to be huge. Also, same thing with Creed, as much as I hated them, I knew when they stopped lying about being a Christian rock band, how <laughs> successful they would be. Rammstein, we were the first station in the whole country to play any, uh, Rammstein. Uh-huh. Thank you. Um, so things like that is what she's alluded to. Uh, so uh, I, I, I like both of the Beyonce songs. The one that's an instant hit pending an asterisk that goes along with the realities of the world is called uh, Texas Hold'em. And this, I just pulled up the hook for you. This ain't Texas. Ain't no Hold'em. Hey, lay our cars down, 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 down. So pop your letters. Blow your keys up. It was uh, it was uh, released on Super Bowl Sunday. I listened to it on Monday, told my wife that's a number one hit. Um, she she wasn't sold on it uh, either. And she's a fan of country music and Beyonce. On Wednesday, a conglomerate of 10 major market country music radio stations teamed up and tested the song. Didn't tell anybody. The way they do it is blind testing. They don't tell anybody who the artist is. They just play the hooks. It ranked number one of the 300 songs that they tested after two days of being available. Um, But there is a twist to the story, unfortunately, in Beyonce world. So it's not my brand of country. And there's a lot of country that sounds like what she just did. And, and, And a lot of that stuff is popular and people love it. And so... Uh, I, I I absolutely would never be able to comment on whether something's going to be a hit. For my ears, eh, not so much my thing. But Yeah, and I love it know. because I, I don't like modern country. It's it's Beyonce with a twist for me, and, okay. and, and I can yeah. tell it, it should be a massive hit. Now, we'll see how this plays out. Because we always have the backdrop of the latent racism that exists in country music world. Oh. There are uh, endless stories already about country music radio stations who are getting calls from listeners requesting the song. Those are not Beyonce fans. Beyonce fans are listening to it on Spotify. They have it in their playlist. These are fans of the country station who have found out about it 
and they want to hear the song. In fact, they're getting overrun with people requesting it. But the country stations, many of them are not playing it, and they're lying about the industry. There's one that went viral. There's a country music radio station in a small market, a small town in Oklahoma. And I I think it went viral because the the person who called had enough followers or whatever that other people picked it up. And uh, they, they, they called multiple times. They never heard the song play. They finally called the office. They got the program director, and the program director, who confirmed this when interviewed by local media, said, oh, well, we, we don't play new music until the, the bigger city radio stations start playing it. That's a lie. In fact, that's bizarro world. That's the exact opposite of how radio works to this day. That's why when we were in Reno, which at the time was a smaller market, I was the one adding this stuff before all the major markets did. The, 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 it is the reverse of that. Small markets, small cities, they're the ones that take risks with new artists. And then it started to leak out about, of course, there's all this we don't like them people singing our song stuff oh. being said. Mm. So we'll see where this lands in terms of whether or not it does become big. Those are only, the, the other song I don't love. It's fine for me as a Beyonce fan. It's called like 16 Carriages or something. Um, and we haven't heard the other 10, 14 that she's releasing. There is that There is that thing, that you know, the underline where I, I always loved Darius Rucker, and I feel like he could have, <laughs> he should have, oh, went farther than he yes. did, yes. and he didn't. And then I don't know if you all ever heard of Chapel Heart. Look them up. They're amazing. I love them. And, and they're three women, and they're all black, and they grew up in the South. They love, they are country as country can be. And I, they're, they're going places, but not really. And what I mean by that is I have watched other bands of my same skin color already go much farther than they have it. I I just don't want to just say it's that, but I don't know what else is involved. Maybe they don't know the right people, this or that. I don't know. I just know that they're really good, and they're just not going at a pace that others have. Which is why Beyonce will be an interesting test case, because we know she knows the right people. Will she be (laughs) able to break through? Do we know if there was the same outrage at at these small market country stations when Lil Nas X released Old Town It was brutal. Really? Yeah. And that's the double whammy in in the traditionally hardcore conservative quote-unquote redneck part of country music fans because not only is he of color, he is also of the LGBTQ community. Yeah, and then he brought in Billy Ray Cyrus as well. And I remember when Stagecoach happened, the big old country concert, that was like one of the biggest artists that everybody flocked to go see was Little Nas X. Um, we got a couple emails here. Melissa wrote in and said, I actually really liked it. It's fun, upbeat, and catchy. It's going to skyrocket. But Beyonce fans are going to be pissed. That's an interesting take is that Beyonce fans aren't going to like that she's going. I mean, I'm, 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 a, I'm a market of one. I'm a fan. I think it's, I think it's a great song. I'm not worried about her it, going country. It does. She already sound- did a country thing, by the way, back in, what, 2016 or 17 that didn't go anywhere. It, it, it does sound fun. It's just not my kind of country. Um, oh, Justin. Justin is one of those. Okay. Donald, remember this? I don't know if uh, Brandon and Kyle uh, were old enough to remember. Remember, uh, why do they need their own channel? Why do they uh, need their own beauty pad? This that's that's this is the 2024 version uh, of that. Justin says, "I already know how this is going to go. It's going to do horribly in sales, and then it'll all be blamed on racism, even though the album probably sucks." Right. Well, first of all, the sales are monumentally through the roof already for the downloads of the two songs that she's released. So the album doesn't get released until March. We'll see. And you haven't heard it. So, and by the way, who's going to determine that the album sucks? You or the almighty uh, white supremacist of the uh, audience today? Damn. 
I am curious to know why Beyonce went country. Is she doing it because there's a huge market for it and there's a lot of big touring concerts? Or is she really like a big fan of country and she wanted to expand her horizons as an artist? A lot of people don't know this. There are a lot of roots within the black community with that type of music. Absolutely. And no one knows this because, well, I mean, you know, maybe taken over from more from more white people but um and, and then she knows this because I, I i did the other day um when my husband said did you know it was gonna be country I'm like oh my gosh i had no idea how interesting and then that was also her same motivation is that there's roots in the black culture she did say that yeah okay because i because yeah. i mean there's a variety as i said back as it's either 2016 or 17 she did some country stuff that never really went commercial she's a fan of the genre and i didn't know if that was yeah, also part I, of it I mean, it just gets disregarded you know kind of like everyone thinks elvis is the one that made the music that way well no he was you the know? one that stole it originally from yes. african-american exactly. culture yep. and, it's, and it's beyonce she could do whatever the hell she wants you are correct <laughs> Uh, Katy Perry announced her shocking exit from American Idol this week, Bye. leaving a slot open for a new star to join regulars Lionel Richie and Luke Bryan. But according to show insiders, bosses are considering shaking up the entire panel. This is part of the ongoing challenge for network TV to keep viewers as opposed to streaming services and getting eyeballs in. And a lot of shows are talking about shaking things up this way. It's so unfair for me to say bye, because honestly, I don't even know. I don't watch it anymore. I have no idea if she was a good or bad judge. I'm personally mad that I missed her tour where it was the fun one with the beach balls and that day's gone, you know? Like, that's not her fault. Wow, holding a grudge from eight years ago. (laughs) And that's not even her fault. That in no way correlates to her being on American Idol. Nope. Interesting. Uh, word is that J-Lo will be asked to come back. Oh, damn. And the the uh, producers are considering other possibilities. Show host Ryan Seacrest, it is uh, said, has told higher-ups to go for someone that is out of the box if they're going to do a complete overhaul and to go after a younger name to draw in a new demographic. And so insiders say, absolutely, they will offer a job of judging American Idol to... Taylor Swift. Bingo. Uh-huh. I was well, going to say she... Pete Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a way to get more viewers. I mean, you obviously, think? but I mean, I didn't even know American Idol was that relevant still. I thought it would kind of had died off and gone away. I mean, I haven't paid attention think, to it, but. I think as long as they do good enough, they just keep the shows around, right? I mean, I mean obviously, if it's making them money. They're, and they're paying these yeah. judges each like $10, $20 million. They're paying Seacrest $20 million. I, it's obviously bringing in revenue. That's what the business is. I mean, is it what it was when, when it first came out? We all talked about it, and it was, I mean, everyone was talking about it the next day or the, the nothing week. is right nothing is and we always knew who the winner was and if they went on to do something yeah I, I apparently even with uh what is it the voice that's still around and i'm like really and you don't even ever know who won you have to think about how rare it is that everyone is talking about a show and then look at the numbers it takes to get there things like uh, beef, the the road rage show on, on on Netflix, Squid Games. You have to be setting records for everybody. Quote quote. The, the day of water cooler talk is gone because we don't all sit around in the evening watching a dozen or so networks that are airing things that we're all watching and then talking about it the next day. Yeah, thanks everyone for having that happen now because prior when it was big, oh my God, our nieces had to go when they would tour. Oh, the, Did they even still oh, do that with American Idol? American the top Idol tour. ten, and Jesus. you're like, oh. <laughs> Arco Arena, that sense gone, right? Oh, yeah. But had to go do that and just like uh, screaming little girls like it's the Beatles. So uh, uh, <laughs> like, oh my to uh, to Kyle's very brave <gasps> prediction that adding Taylor Swift might boost ratings for American Idol, we ha- will now get into our trailer update of uh, Travis, Kelsey, and, and Taylor Swift trailer. Famous faces everywhere, rich folks with big reputations. 
We now know it is undeniable. This will either piss people off or it will contribute to the conspiracy theory. I don't know why you have to have those reactions, but you do you. It is undeniable numbers-wise that the Super Bowl 24, which averaged 123.5 million viewers, uh, a record for any event ever, uh, that the Taylor Swift effect was real. It, uh, the ratings proved out that when they released the demographics, 60 million women watched the Super Bowl. That's the most ever, and it's an increase of 9% over last year. There was also a boost from younger demographics, although they didn't break these down in the release by gender. In the 12 to 17 demo, 6% up from last year. The 1834 demo had an 11% bump from last year, clearly tied to Taylor Swift. And when they do release the gender numbers, we'll see that, yes, she brought eyeballs to the screen. That girl is like the most powerful person on the planet. Um, we also had that story yesterday that uh, she uh, had uh, Kanye West kicked out of Allegiant Stadium. Retired wide receiver Brandon Marshall claims that Kanye attempted to buy a ticket right in front of Taylor's booth so that TV cameras would show him. Uh, and then uh, Taylor Swift, the story goes, made two phone calls and kicked him out. The only update is, of course, she's in, she's in Australia on her tour where it's next Monday. So nobody's <laughs> talking to her about this. Uh, Kanye himself has now told TMZ none of that actually occurred. That's the only update is that he, he had his spokespeople say it, and now he went to TMZ and said that's all Well, there you go. Lie. Meanwhile, according to a new poll about how powerful Taylor is, one in five Americans believe a conspiracy theory that Taylor Swift is part of a plot, a psyop plot, to get President Joe Biden reelected. In recent weeks, theories have swirled with conservative commentators and prominent Republicans, all of whom are losing their minds on both sides of the aisle, speculating that Taylor Swift is a Pentagon plant ginned up by liberal forces to boost the fortunes of the Kansas City Chiefs, raise her profile, and get President Biden reelected. Among the survey respondents who said they believe that theory, 71% identify with the Republican Party, and 83% said they plan to support former President Donald Trump in 2024's general election. Says Patrick Murray, director of the Monmouth University Polling Institute, who did the poll, welcome to the 2024 election. So, I might have heard wrong, but, so my my answer may be null and void. I would flip it around that she raised the profile of the Kansas City Chiefs. They didn't raise her profile. It's Taylor Swift. Uh, she's already huge. They didn't need the Kansas City Chiefs to, like, raise her profile. Yeah, I don't know if that's what people are saying. Um, I thought I, that's what you read, it, and maybe it, I didn't she, hear right. She, right. Okay. I think, the, I think the, the part of this conspiracy theory there is because of her prominence of dating a Kansas City Chief player, this is where the whole thing comes in. The okay. NFL, run by the very conservative Roger Goodell, Okay. Made the Kansas City Chiefs get to the Super Bowl so that so oh. that she okay. was that prominent so that when gotcha. she endorses Biden again, right, right, that's right. I mean you got to really stretch reality to buy into this crap. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. I think these guys are just pulling it, uh, grabbing at straws. They're looking for anything to blame on, and, and it's, it's it's. I hate that this is the theme of today, but it's what Dawn was saying. We're not going to believe anything about this election on either side. We have to make things up to make ourselves feel good that our guy. Doesn't win. The, 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 in this conspiracy theory, that car, everything's stacked against Trump. Even even Taylor Swift is a Pentagon plant. 
I think this is my favorite conspiracy theory ever. Because I could just imagine the real Taylor Swift is like in some jail cell in the in the the bowels of the Pentagon, mm-hmm. and there's a robot version of Taylor Swift that's out there. And the whole Ch- Kansas City Chiefs Taylor uh, Travis Kelsey thing was just a test, a test run to see how the country would react, how malleable they are. That maybe if they, if we can sway enough people to to go pay attention to this as much as they are then maybe we can sway it over to the political realm when 20 percent of the country believes what would otherwise be an episode of south park this is how far off the ladder we have fallen (laughs) you know what this is one of those bazillion times i'm so happy that i have my faith and maybe this will work for some of you whatever you want your faith to be when you have faith Let's say this is true. Oh, well, okay, that's what's written. What am I going to do? I mean, honestly, then you can just go about your day in life. And if the My problem God. for some of us is we can't get past the premise of what if this is true because there's no way it is. There is no, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, kids. There is no truth to this no. at all whatsoever. Yeah. No Taylor Fembot? No, no. <laughs> Rob, anybody. And Dawn. The Rob, anybody. And Dawn Show.